0: Hello. Hey. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey. Heyo. Hey there. Drinking some coffee? Yes, I am. Trying Dr- to drink some spice coffee there? Yes, I am. As are you? A little, little cinnamon stick in your uh, your morning java?
1: Spice mélange.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, a mélange also... to
1: start the day off uh the right way,
0: I'm also drinking coffee, yeah, um melange, melange, tomato tomato, mm-hmm. it's all Greek to me, baby,
1: yes, it's all framing to me,
0: yeah um how you doing how, how are you
1: I'm doing pretty good
0: yeah yeah
1: it's it's uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. it's been a stressful week, but I'm doing all right has it, yeah. Yeah, it has.
0: Just work stuff.
1: Yeah, work stuff pretty much.
0: You wanna vent a little?
1: Um yeah, this isn't really the podcast for that, but uh just just a lot of uh you know a lot of changes happening at at the old uh um hotel mines.
0: I see. Well so. as Ozzy Osbourne once said I'm going through changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard.
1: Also, as as David Bowie once said, ch 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 changes.
0: But you gotta turn and face it, man.
1: You do. You gotta turn and face the strange. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, everything's okay. It's all good. I got I got today off, New Year's Eve, which is exciting.
0: Yeah. You're probably gonna cut loose, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely gonna cut loose. And then, uh, tomorrow we start, uh, whatever the, you know, whatever hellish, uh, um, unknowns the new year will present to us. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. There was like this, this feeling of like, oh man, you know, can't wait for 2020 to be over. And like, as 2020 is ending, there's kind of like a collective understanding that, uh, it doesn't matter, right? And it, I mean, it always never mattered. But um, no, I think it's funny to see the way, like, what the the larger feeling has shifted from, you know, and it just a very cynical end to the year, and a, and a very cynical start to the new year as well. I think, it's yeah, gonna
1: be yeah, that's tough. That's how it is. Feeling it's not going to be a magical um, fix at midnight tonight. Unfortunately, yeah.
0: well, hey, you know what is cool is for right now we can talk about Dune.
1: We can, yes, that's and that is our salvation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, in the the horrible, terrible Tanzarauf Desert of 2020, and even going into 2021, our small little oasis is. Just two dudes, you know,
1: yeah, I mean, even though we do Talk know even though we do know that the Kralizek is in our future, <laughs> right now, we have
0: this podcast mm. well, I'm glad that we could start both our mornings and hopefully the morning or or time of whoever's listening with a little bit of uh a little bit of Calming and centering, Zen and appreciation for the present moment.
1: Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, you know, I feel like this is a, uh, this is going to be our new vibe for the new year. The, the new vibe of Dune dudes is just kind of more Zen, less, uh, you know, less, um, uh, you know, less less frustrated energy, more, more Zen. Right, vibe. right. Less yeah. like
0: passive aggressive bullshit we're like we, like we call yeah. other out for like being late yeah
1: exactly having like yeah. issues
0: with like time or yeah. like if you said that you were gonna be like oh yeah i'll be ready to talk at 9 a.m sharp which is what you said and now it's 10 15 you know which is okay i mean i've I've been moving the goalpost for when we're talking about this episode for a while now. So, um, yeah, it is, so it is not your fault. I accept the, that. But. The,
1: the thing is, when I said 9 a.m. sharp, is that was kind of yeah. a joke. And then you were like, really? And so I thought that you knew it was a joke. But then uh, this morning, you know, I wake up to a bunch of texts and actually um, just a few FaceTime calls. Uh, you're like, are we going to do this? We're going to do this? And I was like, I think we should just move it to 10.
0: Well, I, 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 missed a lot of that because I think the, your internet connection, um, so I just came in too hot. Like I called you too many times and you were like, oh boy, I don't want to deal with this at 9am. Like yeah, pretty
1: much that, 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 uh, pretty much was the the deciding factor of,
0: uh, me, well, the me thing pushing is, in an hour. It was, it was 845 and you hadn't said anything to me. So I was like, for all I know, he's still asleep. Uh-huh. You know? Um, yeah. So I just wanted to, to know, really, if I should have been awake or not. But by then, it was too late. So, Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I, I get up early these days. I mean, me waking up at 8.30, that's sleeping in for me, baby. You know?
1: Yeah, same here. I mean, I you know, I uh, I set my alarm for 7 every morning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let's just wipe the slate clean in, uh, in the... The spirit of the new year of appreciating our, our new Dune Dudes Zen uh, vibe for twenty twenty one. Yeah, let's new- just let's just wipe the slate, baby.
1: Let's wipe that slate. New Year, new pod vibe. Yeah. <laughs> new year, new dudes. Yeah, new year, new dudes. Hell yeah. Um, but you know it ain't new yet.
0: It will be soon, which is exciting, but not yet. Uh we got a theme song to sing.
1: Oh, yes, we do. We do. You ready? And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. I can't do this all. all all Oh, no, no, I know. I'm the Quasette's Hatterack. Dude! Quasette's Hatterack. See, that was good. Solid. That was solid. I think when, when we're both in Zen mode, it, it just, you know, the, the beauty just uh, flows <laughs> flows out of us.
0: Yeah. No, Zen mode is what's up. I think there's something to be said for having a morning podcast with coffee, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Absolutely. It's just...
1: Much different energy.
0: Speaking of, um, just before we jump into this chapter, no need to pause or anything. We can do this in real time. Okay. But I'm just going to pour myself one quick cup and I'll be right back. Can you you got right? a refill?
1: So I'm just yeah. gonna just gonna banter while uh, while um, you walk away and do this. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, honestly, I'm really just asking for a uh, maximum ten to fifteen seconds. Right. Fifteen seconds. Is you, what go. I say. You,
1: you, so, you go. You 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 go for it. Okay. So while he is uh, getting his, I'm not sure what number of cup he is on. Actually, I think I'm on I'm on cup two and a half right now. Actually, I'm on my second and a half cup of coffee. Okay. Connor, and you, just, I, I, I was just wondering what, what number cup you were on this morning.
0: Um, this is my third. Okay. But, but I, I drank from this very tiny mug intentionally. Um, because I like my coffee to be hot all the way through, and I have a tendency yeah. to sip it and drink it very slowly. Yeah. So, um. So I actually, I take what I think of as like half cups almost mm-hmm. each time I. Okay. So I, I'm really floating. So I think I'm on like a solid two of like traditional cups. Gotcha. So this gotcha. is like my third tiny mug refill. Okay. See what I mean.
1: Yeah, because because right now I'm on two and a half. Two and a okay. half. Okay. Uh, I, and I might I, I, I might need to step out for a refill at some point.
0: Hey, shortly, I, but I understand. You know, you gave me uh, that. That that space and that opportunity and you know, I'll do the same for you, dude.
1: Well, I appreciate it. That's just how we are. That's how we are. That's just uh, that's just the vibe we're uh mm. mm-hmm. we're going for this mm-hmm. in this new year.
0: Yep. Yep. Um you were saying but where are are gonna but mm. this
1: is not a coffee podcast.
0: No, it's not.
1: In all actuality, it's a Dune podcast.
0: That's correct.
1: In all, all actuality, it's Dune Dudes, Children of Dune Dudes, where we talk about the book Children of Dune by right. Frank Herbert.
0: And in all, all actuality, it's more like a all-encompassing uh, reading, continued book club podcast where we're starting with and focusing on the first six Dune novels where we're currently discussing Children of Dune. And we'll continue to finish the Herbert series before we move on to other things as well. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is is true. Um, of course, it won't always be called Dune Dudes.
0: No. Unless we just say fuck it.
1: I mean that yeah. would be kind of funny, I think. <laughs> if, we, if we, just kept, we, we just kept the name.
0: Yeah, Dune dudes. Colon. Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey. It 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 works. Eh. We'll see. Let's see what Josh thinks of that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. All right, man. You ready to? I, I mean, I, you've been ready. I know. Yeah. So... I think I am ready. Yeah. Okay. So this is the, the penultimate section of of chapters. Uh our our second to last episode for sure. Yes. Can um, you tell
1: me what page this this uh chapter starts on?
0: Yeah, the first one we're discussing, it starts yeah. on three fifty-seven. Alright. And so where we last left off, um our our last episode Section of chapters was where we were like, Whoa, the ship really hit the fan. You know, um, Leto meets uh, the Pulcher that's Paul Preacher, Da-da. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, says. yeah, yeah, <laughs> from his gross slug suit, just yeah, <laughs> dripping with fluids, yeah, juices, um, yeah, uh, and then you know, Stilgar kills Duncan. Mm,
1: Yeah, and and flees.
0: Yep. With Ganema. With with Ganema. And, uh. And all of his wives. And, and, right, his various, uh, women. Mm -hmm. Um. So, so that's, that's where we're picking up from. Um. And where we start here on 357, this is us catching back up with Gurney after he flees, um, uh Jackroodo Jack after killing Namri, yeah, so a, a, yep. lo- a lot of, uh, a lot of death, yeah, right, a lot of killing and running, so um but we get to see where, where Gurney is for now, he'll be elsewhere a little bit later in our discussion, but starting here, um he's trying to find some some solace, some safety at this Saech this Sci-Ech, Tuek. It's named after Esmar Tuek, the smuggler from the first Dune book. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and Gurney remembers the man.
0: Indeed, yep. Yeah, mentions that Esmar is long dead from betrayal. Sounds like he had a, you know, kind of a rough smuggler's end. Um, but I like that little bit of... Uh, background text there and we we get more insight on the the changing nature of you know the the people of arrakis and in, in all various corners so like as the planet softens and goes down this path of terraforming you know we we are constantly reminded that so too are the the citizens are uh, you know they, they grow water fat and, um, you know, they're like nicer, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone from the first Dune book who kind of, um, was, was forged in the fires of, uh, you know, the, the barren desert kind of roll their eyes at, uh you know, any bit of not hospitality, but really just, um, the way that the hospitality is, is given and the way that the people act, you know, they're, they're kind of careless. Um, and they, they see it as sloppy. And so Gurney thinks to himself, this, this man who, who allows him to stay in the Siaich, um, He's like, man, Tuac would have just slit this guy's throat on sight. Yeah, you know, yeah. just just taking one look at this fucking beady-eyed fat ass piece of shit and just, you know, fucking ripped him a new one. Um, Gurney doesn't care, really. You know, I mean, he's really just looking for a place to stay, and and as he's waiting, he kind of sees the damage done by the. The desert demon, who we know is Leto. Um but he, he's, you know we also get this uh this outsiders point of view of the destruction that Leto's causing as he, he rips his way through the the quinats and yeah. the you know, the terraformed villages. Out on the the desert's edge
1: i just like the idea that um the fremen now they have this like this like tasmanian devil that they think is <laughs> just like yeah causing trouble throughout the desert <laughs>
0: yeah pretty much Cause right? it's
1: just like from afar like seeing this this creature like it just it just kind of it, it would kind of look cartoonish and uh i just think it's a funny image to you know bring back to your <laughs> sea and and just say yeah i saw this uh this this weirdo just destroy <laughs> everything and leap from from dune to dune
0: yeah no i mean the way it's described especially cuz you know it's not like leto has gone through like a growth spurt in the past like fucking no. 2 weeks i no, mean he's still he's a still... yeah exactly <laughs> you know it's just like this little fucking baby running around just yeah. like ripping people in half and... yeah yeah um I mean, it is, it is kind of dumb, and uh, I, I think what's most interesting, <clears throat> you know, is it's, it's far and away the most like, outlandish and, uh, I mean, almost like anime style, depiction of, of power and and strength that we've seen, um, but I think the way that, Herbert has built to this point um still makes it feel like really cool and so instead of instead of me thinking it's dumb or like rolling my eyes i don't know it really feels like um i i don't know somewhere between like a uh, anime superpower and then like a uh, like a superhero stanley kind of uh you know yeah. like he's donned this suit and uh-huh. now he's bestowed with this incredible strength like but he's the only one you know like
1: yeah i mean it it it's uh. <clears throat> definitely very different from anything that's come before and it, it does feel like a little bit like majin buu or something from yeah <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. like uh actually i was thinking a little bit uh earlier this week that a dune anime would be cool i'm not an anime guy really but um right but I, I i do feel like it it could be adapted pretty well in that format
0: i think it i think it would be yeah um you could probably just take the graphic novel that they're making and yeah fucking animate it. Right. Yep. And then be yep. Absolutely. close enough. Doubt, so doubt. I mean,
1: Brian Herbert, I know you're always looking for ways to, uh, <laughs> you know, expand the Dune franchise. If you're listening, yeah, you know, right? t- take which, my hand, which
0: he is. He is. Oh, Come of on, he Burbert. Is. Of course
1: he is. Of course he is. Berber. <laughs> um, yeah. And in, in this, chapter it's it's good to get some solo gurney um even if it is just a short chapter um it's you know good to get his thoughts on things and of course i like the the passage where you know he he uh, talks about the you know seeing the the tree um on arrakis and and you know how how different this this Arrakis is to the one he came to and uh you know he feels like both him and the tree are alien on the planet which is yes uh, I don't know kind of kind of cool because it 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 does say that you know he's he's even though he has spent a lot of time on on Arrakis he is still an outsider
0: right yeah or even um like there was a time where he did fit into the ecosystem but it's it's changed so much around him exactly. as well. He's been I mean, made to become alien.
1: Really, it's 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 changed a lot since he has been gone. Since since he's been, yeah, yeah, been yeah. with uh, Jessica and Kaladin.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. And just the idea, I mean, like, you know, we've always known Gurney as this... Think
1: wait can you repeat that to, i think i think I'm, i'll be the bigger man and say my internet fucked up so if you could yeah, repeat yeah. that uh that would be helpful
0: hey it, it's okay zen dude um yeah I, I was just saying uh you know we've always known gurney is this hulking lumbering lump of man flesh you know yes and like to um To see himself in what I imagine is kind of this like gnarled, withering, warped kind of uh, tree. You know, I I think they're both these strange old husks in a way, too. I mean, the tree can't be that old, but I I feel like the way it's described, it's this willow, you know, and they're always very like kind of wobbly and uh, flowy and, you know, it's not like, just like a sturdy freaking oak or something, it's kind uh-huh. of this uh, misshapen sort of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that, uh, it's 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 definitely a gurney-esque tree.
0: Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I like that. I you're right to point um point that that bit out. And and yeah, in what is a very small chapter, but uh, you know, a lot of them are. We're gonna talk about plenty of small chapters. Yes. A lot of this book has been small chapters. It's pretty remarkable how much Herbert's able to convey in just a, a page or two when it comes to these more bite-sized, um, like, vignettes, these tiny little chapters. Yeah. He does a lot of character work in a short amount of time. It's Absolutely,
1: great. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and just like this, this compared to um, Messiah, like, there is so much going on. There's so many different players in the game and, and things happening all at once that... Uh, it's it's um I don't know. I I, I I continue to appreciate the larger scale that we're we're uh, playing on.
0: Same. All right. Um at any rate, so Gurney Gurney is accepted into the Saiyach. Um anything else you want to mention before we go to our next one?
1: Um just uh you know him kind of thinking about um you know everything going on with Aaliyah and Stilgar. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just a, it. It, you know, he's, he's kind of thinking about, um, Aliyah's uh, uh, kind of how she has shaped Fremen society and, um, you know, how, how, how she's really diminished the Fremen and, um, I guess, how likely it is for for them to overcome her. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Does he...
0: I mean, I know it's a small chapter, and I can maybe even find it, but when you're talking about that, does he Um, think to himself about Aaliyah's possession at all, or does he not remark on that? Do you know? Does he consider that? I
1: I don't think he... I don't think he mentions that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he certainly does not, um, focus on it. Uh, but th- I, th- it, you know, I think the gist is that, you know, he, uh, that, that the Fremen are, are, are dormant. And then he says, if the Fremen r- remain dormant, then she will win. Right. Um, he's kind of, you know, he kind of feels like he's that, that she has reduced the Fremen, um, into kind of uh you know i guess
0: uh stagnation right yeah that's interesting i feel like i'm thinking about it more now in the sense that like um you know the fremen and the desert are just reflections of one another and you can look to like the way the fremen carry themselves and operate as like uh a kind of um, measure, a kind of barometer for like the health of the desert itself as well, you know? Yeah. And the way that they um, work together as, as desert creatures in the environment, you know? And so it's, it's all connected in that sense that as um, Arrakis is, is softened, is made to be a place um, where struggle becomes less and less necessary, that, you know, the Fremen lose this kind of core piece of their identity and what made them um, remarkable as a people, according to Herbert. I mean, for what it's worth, uh, you know, I I don't think that horrible nightmare struggle is... An absolute necessity when it comes to like uh, you know being uh, I don't know uh, the the measure of a man. No, but, no, no, no. But, and but I think I, Herbert I, always looks at the big picture. Yeah,
1: know, like I don't necessarily think that he thinks that either. But I, I I do think that um that it it's it obviously like stagnation of a society makes it easier for somebody to take power like Aaliyah. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, lead them down a darker road. Mm. Oh,
0: you know what? That makes me think. And this this isn't about... We'll get to the next chapter yeah. in a minute. But that, that makes me think the earlier quote with... Uh, when Leto's being tested by Namri. And... And Namri mentions what he's looking for is indifference, you know? That yes. That if, um, yes. if Leto was able to escape the the Spice Reverie with this newfound power, but a sense of indifference, that that would be the danger, that he would have to mm. be killed then. Uh-huh. And he doesn't have that then. Um, but last, last episode, when we were discussing Leto, we were talking about the way that he's taken up this mantle to play God, you yes. know, that he's accepted these terrible decisions. It seems like, and that he, he seems, we're still waiting to see how this pans out, but it seems like he's willing to um, essentially, you know, not even gamble because he sees the future. He's, he's willing to sacrifice and, and uh, you know, kill an untold amount of people yeah. um, in order for a better thing quote unquote to happen in the end. Yeah. And I think what's interesting, depending on who was seeing these visions or or who was worried about Leto acquiring this indifference, it's not the spice vision itself that gives him that indifference, but once he recognizes he's like on the golden path by by donning the the suit, the the sand trout suit that's truly when he becomes indifferent it seems like and so that he though at the time he doesn't like fulfill that concern he does shortly thereafter once he truly acquires the power i think and so I, i i think that that also um does relate to Aaliyah and what we're talking about but when you said that it it made me think I wanted to mention that last episode, and I forgot to, so I wanted to mention it briefly here now, that's all
1: yeah no that that's that's very <coughs> interesting and and also like I mean at that moment too he he kind of knew what they what what Namri wanted, so I mean like, yeah, even if he was indifferent he he wouldn't let on that he was right um. And then that, and it's it's tough because like really I mean, he's certainly not as indifferent to the plight of the Fremen as Aliyah is, mm-hmm. you know he's indifferent to the suffering that he's going to cause them, yeah in the in, in the, the short term, but he very much believes that that suffering will lead to um, a much much better age, thousands of right. years of peace. Etc. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's they're kind of different levels of indifference, mm-hmm. which is interesting, um,
0: right? Or like, there's different things you would choose to be indifferent about. Yeah, too,
1: right? yeah. I mean, Aaliyah really feels like she's indifferent to to pretty much anything but you know herself and kind of this this very short term. Like she she's very much only focusing on what's right in front of her or yeah. what's, what's inside of her right now. You know, um, she's, she, she's not very concerned with, with which path she's going down. Um, which, w- which makes her, uh, I feel like more dangerous than, 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 than Lito or Ganima right now. Um, because, uh, I feel like she's more prone to making very rash decisions that are more unpredictable Mm -hmm. so I don't know
0: yeah let's talk about Aaliyah let's yes so this next chapter um this is where Aaliyah gets gets the news that um her hubby
1: her hubby is dead
0: right yeah not not only that so right she she learns that uh Duncan killed Javid and then Stilgar killed Duncan in this yep. murder train. Murder train. Um,
1: her hubby and her, uh, her, her b- lubby. Her lubby. Her booty Her call. bubby. Her bubby. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, right. And she's, she's kind of struck. She's feeling like she, she doesn't really feel anything at first. You know, she feels very, um, hollow. Um, and and the grief that she puts on initially is performative there's like a line here or there that um you know she like turns away to to like show the grief that she doesn't feel or whatever yeah. um because not only is Buer Agarves um the the young lad that the Baron Harkonnen previously mentioned he was uh, looking to make uh you know the, his bubby of his own <laughs> um, um, is the one delivering the news here but there's like a whole consort of guards and court people and you know just so everyone everyone knows what's up you know yes um, yep. and so Aaliyah's like damn fuck uh, shit, etc but she she decides you know, that of course she's going to have Stilgar killed, um, and so she she commands Buur to to be the one to lead this this party. Their their resources are spread thin because of uh, the Lido demon, yeah, the Tasmanian devil, the Tasmanian uh, devil. You know, going around and fucking everything up. But she's like, you know, can can occasionally here and there spare these guards um, and so buer is going to set out to to kill Stilgar, but not before um buer is asked to go to Aaliyah's room for a bit of lubbin bubbin you know lubbin bubbin as as, uh, as the baron is wont to do um but, but just before uh, while Aaliyah is alone in her chambers storming around um, she stamps on a, a a buckle that Duncan had worn um, something that was a symbol of his you know allegiance to the atreides yeah something that was awarded or presented to him as as an Atreides, uh, I don't know, servants to binding of a word, but, you know, um, a, a loyal swordsman. Yeah. Um, and it's it's at that moment that Aaliyah begins to cry. It's kind of uncertain, you know, that the chapter ends there's a voice asking who is crying. You know, Aaliyah is completely lost. Um, It's, it's left ambiguous as to who's even asking, you know, who's crying, who's crying inside of her. My feeling is that it's Aaliyah herself, but she doesn't even recognize it as herself anymore. I think it's this like last shred of her, her real identity, you know, her her real um, self that yeah, that loved yeah. and cared for Duncan is still hanging on somewhere inside of her, and uh, is is allowed to have this emotional release. You know, she's kind of overwhelmed seeing this buckle, seeing this remnant of Duncan. Um,
1: yeah. I think uh... just like,
0: um, but but yeah, I don't know. Um, I I liked this chapter, but but especially the end, especially still seeing Aaliyah's struggle, her her conflicts that's been present throughout. Um, but it, it seems clear by the way it's written. You know, she's just becoming more and more lost yeah. as it goes on it's it's becoming you know more and more tragic to read it feels like so agreed
1: yeah no it's it's um it is nice getting a little a little shred of of humanity from Aaliyah. um, mm-hmm. and yeah I mean I mean that yeah that makes it all the more difficult for uh to kind of watch her devolve into Abomination. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And then her kind of you know sending uh sending. Boer? <laughs> Boer? <laughs> <laughs> whatever garves, Yeah. Um. To you know kill Stillgar it just like. Ah uh, yeah. It's, right, who we we tough. find
0: out in the next chapter is Stillgar's cousin. Co- yeah,
1: something like that. Some sort of relation like that. Yeah, yeah. Or
0: like his cousin's grandson. Or yeah, I don't really remember. It's it's not like super direct, but like it's there. Too, it's there. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: That 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 relationship. It, it, that that. Yeah, that. Uh, they are related somehow in some way. Um, yeah, I mean, and uh, it's it's it is emotional too with the buckle. You know, it 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 being awarded by her father to Duncan. Yeah. Um. It 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 definitely pulls <coughs> pulls deep within her on a few different levels. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's depressing, honestly.
0: Yeah, I'm it's not sure where you know, this this
1: this uh, this road is going to lead Aaliyah.
0: something I hadn't really thought about when I read it, but you mentioned the the father connection. It could even be, um, you know, Lido's the the Duke Leto's memory self inside of Aaliyah. Yeah. Either crying or remarking on Aaliyah crying, absolutely. But but he could be a part of that. Uh, you know, kind of lost in that sweeping memory soup inside For sure. of her now.
1: Yeah, but, I, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, that's the other grandfather. You know, the the yeah. uh, which is which is crazy. Um, or or any any of the previous Atreides could be crying out within her. You know. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see where where it it just it, it seems like nothing good is going to come come of this for for no. Leo. it feels like less less and less chance of uh of of any redemption.
0: I know. Yeah. Um, it seeing as how you know it's not really um touched upon in this chapter. I mean a- anything really can happen. You know, obviously Herbert writes quick when it comes to the ending so um he could do a two or three page chapter where where we're blindsided yeah. with some kind of revelation uh but what feels like the trajectory of this story right now is uh i just don't think there's enough time to to save Aaliyah. you know i i think that whatever jessica has hinted on in the past this hail mary um is not going to work no, no so, I don't like so um. So yeah, it's it sucks, but it it does uh, seem to be the case.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, before we get into the next chapter, I'm gonna uh, get um more coffee.
0: Sure. So, I'll, I'll do the same.
1: All right. So I will pause it this time. Actually.
0: Okay. Go for it.
1: And we're back.
0: Sweets. Um. <clears throat> All right, chapter three. Um, tch, 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 tch. Okay, this is where we get Ganima. <clears throat> it starts, she's also... um. Oh, my kitty jumped up. Sage is here. Hey, Hello, Sage.
1: Welcome to Dune Dudes. <laughs> Children of Dune <Doon> Dudes.
0: <laughs> Mwah!
1: Do you think if, if, uh, Sage could read, uh, they would like Dune dudes or Dune?
0: Um, I don't know. She doesn't have the attention span for that. Okay. No, no. We're talking about Sage. Oh. Tony's like me. I read Dune. (laughs) No, No, I know.
1: We know. And yeah, she still has not, uh, come on the podcast.
0: No. Um, one second. That coffee's there for you. I haven't really had anything. I think um I'll probably go into the bedroom to finish talking, right? Are you good out here?
1: How much longer are you
0: gonna be? Um We actually didn't start at nine, unfortunately. <laughs> so we we started at ten, so you know, another uh, thirty minutes. Okay. That's my guess. I haven't eaten anything yeah go for it that's fine what are you gonna heat up the French toast and I'll yeah um if you just put everything in the oven I'll eat it after when I come out is that okay all right cool all right Paige, I gotta get up all right one second dude um I'm going to relocate, so you might want to pause it again for a. Uh, All right, one,
1: one more quick pause. And we're back. Oh. Back again.
0: Guess who's back?
1: Dune dudes. <laughs> Children of dune <Doom> dudes. <laughs> Tell a friend.
0: Um, okay, right. So chapter three here. I was mentioning, so we catch up with Ghanima. She's also remarking on the destruction caused by uh, double D, the D Meister. Yes. Um unbeknownst to her. Her brother? Yeah. Who
1: who she believes is dead.
0: Yeah. And in a way, she's right. In a way. (laughs) In a way she is. Like what I know. I know. Um that's enough silly voices for right now. Um so, she and Stilgar and the others are, um, have made their home in this abandoned, not a Saiyaj, she says, like, she thinks of it as a Saiyaj, because that's just, like, what she does, but yeah. they're really in this, uh, this village, this small Fremen outpost that's only possible due to the the, the terraforming that's been going on. And, um, I think in the chapter it says that the people who lived here before, <clears throat> like, repaired their kunat four different times before they were just like, fuck it, because up, yeah. Leto just kept coming back yeah. and destroying it, um, so it, it's not just, like, one, it's not just like he's hitting up one place and then, like, piecing out to the next, like, he's
1: he's making sure they stay destroyed.
0: Yeah. Um which I liked too. You know, you, you kinda could easily make the argument like, why don't people just like make it again? And it's like, no. You there is no opportunity. This um, dude
1: does not stop.
0: No. So eventually the people just up and leave, and Stilgar and the gang are able to make a, a temporary home here with the the water that's left, um, kind of dampening the, the desert. Um and really what happens here is <clears throat> um, Ganema ends up talking with Hera, and Hera sort of spills the beans that um, Stilgar has this plan to to meet with Buur Agarves. That's how I'd say the name. Not Buur. 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 Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Beware. Um, so um is not happy about it. Hera's like, he's family, what could be what could go wrong? And G Ghanima's like, You're stupid. Like Faridin's related to me and I'm gonna rip his fucking dick off. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. um she still seems to have a, a genuine you know, Fremen bloodthirst for killing Faridin, so that's Love that's it. still there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh... But, yeah, and so... Hera's like, hey, I get it, you don't like the plan, whatever, you know? Take it up with Stilgar. And she's like, I will. And so, um, Ghanima goes to Stilgar, Stilgar just laughs, um, and the chapter ends, um... You know, she she gets so mad that Stilgar doesn't listen to her, dismisses her as a child again, and Ganema storms off. Um she she says she remembers someone saying in her in her mind If we can immobilize them, things will go as planned. What an odd thought. But she couldn't recall who had said those words. I was just wondering the way that's written, it seems like um even though she can't recall who said those words, it kind of felt like the book was expecting me to link something there, like, ah, but I know who said that. But I'm really not sure, and I'm wondering if you, like, did Leto say that I, when so they were that, talking that's, before? Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm assuming it was Leto. I don't have a, a a direct memory, but that that was right. the implication that I got, was that that was Lido that said that. At, right. At, at some point during when they were, at, at the end when they were plotting, um, yes you know but before they g- met the tigers and and Ghanima, uh talked herself into believing he died yes that was my assumption now was okay. it in the book i don't know if it was in the book but uh um, yeah i think that's what we're, what we're meant to think at least okay okay
0: good because that is exactly my train of thought as yeah. well so um but yeah i did not bother to go back and Sometimes I like to search for that shit, but um, I I did not. Yeah, it's not it's not that easy. You can't just
1: uh you know control F four or whatever it is, and uh...
0: yeah, yeah. No, I know, but um. So so yeah, she's still uh, she's you know she's not really happy. She doesn't feel like she's been rescued. I still do, no, you know. No, no. <laughs> so they're they're kind of a um I don't know uh together by by circumstance, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of interesting too because <clears throat> like Ganema definitely thinks that she knows better than Stilgar. Yeah. Which I think by and large she does. But Stilgar right now is literally following Leto's advice to him.
0: Yes, true.
1: So hopefully that this is the best thing to do for Ganima.
0: Right. I mean, I, I guess, and assuming that we're right about um, Ganima's thought about immobilizing, um, they're kind of both going off of these thoughts of Leto.
1: Yeah. You know. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which I'm sure Leto knew as well. You know, he's he's playing his own game. He is. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think things are going, at least right now, the way that uh, it was intended or hoped for yes. them. Yes. Yes. Even though it doesn't feel like it to Ganima right now, you're you're right to point that out too. Yeah. Um, I thought this chapter was fine. What I liked most about it isn't the Stilgar Hera Ganima stuff. I just really liked that, like the dramatic irony of knowing that, um, you know, the, the destruction and, and the aftermath that Ganima is, is looking upon and thinking about to herself was obviously done by Leto. Yeah. And she has no clue. so So she's able to, to really just look upon the the havoc here as uh, an impartial observer, you know, and just be like, damn, you know, this looks like shit. Like what could have done this? Not a worm, right? Mm-hmm. Because it can't be water. Uh, so she's like, it must be uh, a group of, of rebel Fremen. That seems to be the, the most realistic theory that a lot of people are working on yeah. right now. Yeah. Um. But, you know, she doesn't, I don't really think that she thinks about it as, like, good or bad. You know, she doesn't really have such a strong opinion where it's like, oh, who could have done this? Like, this is shit. But she, she's also not thinking, like, ah, good. Like, this needed to be done. You know, I think she's... I mean, she's caught up in enough of her own shit where I, I think it really just doesn't matter to her that it's happening in the first place. It's kind of just like a bit of yeah. a mystery yeah something but... about
1: ganima right now which i'm kind of disappointed with um is that her going into this trance and believing that her brother is dead mm-hmm. it does kind of subdue her you know a yeah. little bit and and it, it does kind of even though she did that to herself you know intentionally right um it, it does kind of take her out of the the game a little bit and kind of make her um more of a uh a chess piece than than an actual character who who you know will will make moves and 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 change the way things go and and you know she's not much of a power player anymore because she is kind of going down you know being led down a path that she she does not really even she's not really even aware that she's mm-hmm. going down um and that's disappointing because I because I do I mean I think she She could be, you know, and maybe we'll get to that point where, where, you know, she, she has a realization or, or Alito says those words to her and wakes her up. But, um, as of right now, I feel like she's, she's capable of much more than, than, uh, than what she is currently being made to
0: do or, or be. Totally. Yeah. I I hear you. Um, and I think that's true i i I feel like um it hasn't bothered me as much like I, I've still enjoyed the interaction she's been allowed to have with some of the other characters, like especially when um she's plotting alongside Aaliyah and getting angry with Irulan and having this moment with Hera. like um I think at the very least even though she doesn't have a lot of like um Of her own agency in in moving the the larger plot forward or or in um you know taking action herself um she's at least had some interesting character moments and and um absolutely and and interactions with with other important characters so it yeah I'm, I'm glad she hasn't been, like, written off into the background, but, um, I, I also agree with you completely, you know, that she had a lot more going for her before that moment, and I'm sure there's more interesting ways that her forgetting about Leto, or, or believing that he's dead could have been, um, maybe handled in a way that, that still gave her more to do, and like you're saying... There's not a lot of the book left, but there, but there's enough where, especially if we get to this point with Faridin, like I, I, I do hope it's building for her to make some sort of uh, decisive action. Yeah, but absolutely. we'll absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I mean, one part of uh of of her kind of being in this trance that I do like that I because I feel like this, I feel like her being in this trance really inevitably suppresses some of her her uh, prescience or just just. Innate ability to kind of feel out of the future that's kind yes. of suppressed, and with that, you know, if that's one of her senses, you know, mm-hmm. that's suppressed. I feel like what is elevated right now is like her her natural Fremen nature yeah. is kind of yeah. coming out a little bit a little bit more. Which which I actually like, and I think that's a kind of a a, a cool aspect of her that's being played up right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. She's she really gets like pissed at all the Fremen around her. Yeah. I think she feels like she's the last Fremen yeah. left. Yeah. Like the last yeah. true Fremen. Absolutely. Um, even mirrored against Stilgar, you know, who she appreciates is um, I think holds on to a lot of the traditions. But yeah, I I think he does, but we're he's essentially
1: of... A, a Fremen diplomat, you know? He's yes. he's kind of trying to keep peace between the two uh, yes. factions right now.
0: Right, yeah. He is definitely still influenced by, um, I think, his time as a, a bureaucrat alongside yeah. Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and you're making me think about Ganema too, where, so not only is this suppression coming from uh, her her trance, but but also she has the the other layer of suppression in that um, when she goes through the mother possession, one of the consequences of that is Shawnee is able to protect her from yeah. the other inner lives, and mm-hmm. so she's not even um, I she can still call upon her ancestor knowledge, like we've seen. You know, like, when she kills Palambasha, R. I. P. Yes. Palambasha. Yeah. Um, but but it doesn't assault her, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um... I, not that it should, you know? Like, her and Leto are at this point where uh, they, I think they've overcome that struggle. That's kind of the whole point of it, you know? That Aaliyah was unable to do that, and they are. And so they're free of this threat of abomination, presumably. Um... But, but yeah, so she's, she starts off the book with these, um, like double-edged powers. And we're at a point in the book now where, yeah, she doesn't really have the inner lives. She doesn't have a lot of her abilities due to the trance. And so she sort of is left with just this sharpened Fremen edge. Yeah. And that, that is still worthwhile. And I, I hope that it um amounts to something significant because if it doesn't it, it it will feel um you know probably a little wasted
1: yeah but... sure sure no matter what it's it it is a cool side of her to to see um and i think you're absolutely right in saying that you know even with these kind of handicaps placed upon her she is still more than formidable
0: yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, what what is funny is like seeing her surrounded by who we know are, you know, pretty strong characters. Yeah. Um, she has no problem butting heads with you know Aaliyah and Stilgar, who are very formidable forces, and um, you know, she just writes them off. She thinks they're fucking pathetic. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, I think she sees value in them, especially Stilgar. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, she's she's still very, uh, very frustrated with them. She feels like she is um, above them in a lot of ways.
1: Yep. So, yep, yep, she does. All right.
0: <clears throat> uh, chapter four. Unless there's something else here you want to mention, too, um, or
1: I don't think so. I think
0: we're good. Okay, so this was the, the longest chapter of our section here, and um, we, we get Gurney Halleck, chapter starts, um, he's in Shulock, and so we're like, how did he get well, here? Yeah, what the fuck, <laughs> you know? And I, I really did, like, look back, and I'm like, did I miss something? Yeah, same, I was first, like, oh, well, wait, right. yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I could have sworn that is not where you were, buddy. But we um, get a flashback.
1: Sure enough, we get a little bit of a flashback and we see how it uh how it all
0: happens. We do. Um he is tracked down by Leto and the preacher. <gasps> I know. Yeah, we get our our fated meeting with uh Paul and Gurney. And I I really like that uh Paul keeps dancing around um, his identity, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and it's every more, time it's,
1: it's more grade A, grade A preacher content.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I'm thrilled to see this, uh, this more, um, detached, humbler side of Paul kind yeah. of in the, the, the wake of him living through, um, you know the hell he's created essentially yeah yeah absolutely uh, so yeah very very interesting to see him continue this role of the the preacher even after we and the other characters know that it, it truly is paul but to the preacher it's not right he's not paul anymore he's not what he he is only the preacher yep, he needs he to be can thought never, of that way
1: he can never be Muadib dib or paul atreides again
0: Yep, Um, and really what struck me, I mean, they kind of talk about the whole, um, Gurney's like, hey, I was just like following this plan set forth by Jessica, and then they're like, well, some of it was Namri, right? And he's like, yeah, but like, and I was thinking about this, too. I wasn't sure how much of the plan then after we found out that Namri was working for Aaliyah, you know, was like, so where does Jessica fit into this? But it seems like the inception of it, right? So Gurney is following Jessica's true orders and the plan is kind of infiltrated by Aaliyah slash Namri. Yeah, yeah. But, but Jessica did truly want Leto to be subjected to this trial of possession right um yeah
1: it's it's kind of um his uh Mm.
0: yes which was cool to look back on because uh the preacher himself is like you know what makes you gurney think you're worthy of delivering such a test yeah you know i i was tested Myself in a similar way. I know. And they weren't worthy, you yeah. know? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, a little bit of a, a, a shade thrown at, um, uh, Helen Moheim.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, completely. Um, <laughs> you know, just fucking spitting on her grave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so,
1: <laughs> he's like, that sounds like a thing Paul would say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I it, there's. It feels like there's a lot going on under the surface here. But I, I think what I want to focus in on, given what we've said so far, is just that. Um, that that Paul kind of works to open Gurney's eyes yet again. You know, it's like. Gurney feels like he's been, been um taken advantage of. And you know, when when he realizes that Aaliyah was part of this plot, that he that he was in in part following Aaliyah's orders through Namri, um, you know, he he feels used. And so when he kills yeah. Namri and flees he's like oh you know i'm free again and paul's making the argument here i think that um he's similar being similarly being used by jessica you know mm-hmm. like he gurney feels like he's been released from this plot that he's he's making his own decisions in a way that he wants to um and i think paul's trying to show him that uh you know jessica's still, still pulling her own strings and, you know, um, that you're still, you might have made the decision to follow Jessica instead of Namri, but you're still, um, you know, acting on someone's behalf and making decisions that you yourself, Gurney, are not comfortable with, you know, yep, decisions that you still don't want to make, even though you do them in service to Jessica, right? Yeah. Uh
1: and it's it's I mean it's even more complicated now that the the Atreides uh are a little bit divided on Yes on these subjects and it gets even murkier when you know he's he's not entirely sure what what shots were called by Aaliyah in Jack Roo and and what was following Jessica's orders because obviously Leto says that, you know, no matter what he did, Namri's orders were to kill Leto. And mm-hmm. uh, um, if it got down to that point, I, I truly do believe that um, Gurney would have stepped in and tried to stop it from happening. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's, uh, Gurney is kind of in, 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 a, in a tight spot now, um, mm-hmm. just kind of going with his gut at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, there's this part on page 373, um, the preacher says to Gurney, which of you plays God and to what end? You cannot rely on reason alone to answer that question. Um... I I don't totally know where I'm going with this, but I, I feel like um I feel like the point I'm trying to arrive at is um that Paul seems to and I mean he says so much himself, whatever the line is. He seems to be fully in line with Leto's plan now. That's what he says. Anyway. Yeah,
1: so the, yeah, yep. Yeah. So this is obviously I mean it's, this is you know significant because this is the moment too where Gurney realizes 100% this is Paul. Yeah. Um and also also there there's a moment uh I forget where it is in this chapter or if it is in uh yeah yeah, yeah. Let me look for for one second. Yep. He is he is falling in line with uh with Lido now. Um.
0: Well, which, which is why I think the playing god line is interesting because
1: yeah, and I mean there's a line I'm thinking of, but unfortunately since I've read a chapter more than you. Yeah. I don't want to say it if it's in the chapter that we. Uh, okay. That, that I'm ahead of you in. I don't think it is. It's. But
0: it's fine. It's. I know we're 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 in murky territory. Yeah, ourselves. we are.
1: We're it's 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 a little we're, we're we're kind of just going with our gut like Gurney is right now. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> well, can I can I met, yeah, finish my ahead. thought quick? Go ahead. So. I I bring up the playing god line because you know the preacher levels that at gurney as a critique on gurney's own actions and i think yeah. then like as a consequence of that like of jessica's actions too you know that these people are are making these these decisions to manipulate others for their own grand designs and i you know i think he um he tries to equate that as playing god and yet we know that that's exactly what he seemed to be railing against when last uh the preacher was was talking with Leto. You know, it feels like, like something has happened between now and then where the preacher is is now on Leto's side. And so I'm kind of left thinking either. The preacher's just saying this and still has his own plan and is still, um, you know, operating in a way that he hopes to thwart or diminish Leto's actions. Yeah. But I don't really, <laughs> I don't get that feeling going with my gut just from reading this chapter. It To me, it does feel like the way it's presented that the Preacher is genuine in um, in shifting his allegiance towards working with his son now. And I guess I just don't fully understand why he's made that decision. I mean, maybe he just feels like it's um, inevitable to work against Leto now that Leto has this power, now that he is on the golden path and he's, he's not able to um, derail him. I think that
1: is the, that's the impression that we were given at the end of their, their first confrontation when he, you know, literally decides to go with him.
0: Um, But, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't decide to go with him. I I think he's forced to go with him. Well, yeah,
1: he, he is. And he's still, I mean, he's forced because he, he himself knows that the other options are even worse. Yes, which is kind of what he's been doing, you know, since the moment he gained prescience. He's he's been been trying to ride the wave that leads to the least destruction, right? Um, obviously, if he falls in the sword, his body will be used as as a tool to, um, you know, boost the powers of of his son. Um, so so yeah, I mean, in that way, he is. He is forced to do this. And I do kind of think that he is begrudgingly going along with Leto's uh plan because he has to. I don't think there's another there there's there's another there's not another way through it. Right. And this this Paul, you know, is is different and I do think he I do think he is less strong willed than he was, um, after, you know, a decade of of of, of being you know, uh, pulled in all different directions and and dosed with all the spice and just uh, you know I I I do like he says I do think he is a he he is a shell of what he was um, or at least that's what he's pretending to be. Yeah, like that's that's also a possibility. And ah um, oh man, I don't know. It's <laughs> I I fucking I is this the fucking chapter that I'm looking for this quote in it and I can't find oh, it, gosh. but um what, okay. So what chapter is this on? This is, is this the fourth or third chapter that we're on today? This is the fourth. Okay. And then we have
0: one more where yeah, yeah. Uh, it ends with Ghanema. Ghanema. getting captured.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, <sighs> yeah.
0: It's just, so just for the audience purposes here. Um, There was, we talked about how we wanted to wrap up this book. And um, Connor presented the plan that we would just read all of the ending and then discuss it as one big thing and then split it up. And I was like, I don't want to have a three hour long discussion. But I-, I wasn't very clear about that. And so, um, you know, in the the spirit of Zen honesty <laughs> and, and understanding, um, you know, I-, I think I made it confusing. Connor was not wrong. But um, so he's read... One more chapter than I have. I've read the five here, and he's read the five, and then one more chapter, and so he's trying to figure out if what he's thinking of is in a chapter I've not yes. read, okay, which so has I, not happened before.
1: No, it's not. It's it, we're we're un- uncharted territory here. Um, okay, so the, the the quote that I was looking for. So I, actually, there's two. There's two quotes. There, there's two okay. quotes. One is in a chapter that you have not read, and the other okay. one is. The important one is is in this chapter with with Gurney and, okay. and Leto Lido and the preacher, and it is uh let's see, um, so yeah yeah, uh, this this powerful, that cannot be subverted. Without eyes, I see this. Once I opposed him, uh, but now I do his bidding. He is the healer. Yeah, I mean, so so that is that's confirmation that he is 100, percent or at least playing, yes, being 100 percent on Lido's side, right? Um, and I, and I think he is. I think yeah, he is. I think he is too. And um, and I I do think that pretty much that moment in the desert when they have that confrontation, I, I think at the end he does kind of give up. All like if we're looking at threads, Lido mm-hmm. fucking chops off every other thread except for uh Paul supporting his son in yeah. in this path. Even though he 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 kind of tries everything he can do in that moment to uh to not go down that path, there's no yeah. other path left for him. Right. Un- unless there is something that he is withholding. Um yeah. No that that's
0: fair. Um
1: he at the very least wants to make it apparent that he is on Leto's side.
0: Right. Right. Um, yeah, I guess it's just, it's just the way Herbert writes, and so sometimes it feels like these things, um, uh, happen, you know, in between chapters, which a a lot of times I appreciate, and I'm not even really critiquing it here, um, I think it's fine and it works, but when I read that, I did feel like, um, oh, like, I, I wasn't expecting this, what I thought was a conflict between these two characters to be resolved, Um, so quickly in between chapters off page, yeah, you know? So, um, but it's fine too, because that's also what is, um, you know, what so often works so well about Herbert's writing is he's just like very, uh, very resourceful in the way that he utilizes his time. And so that's, what's crazy is there's, you know, like 20 something pages left in this book and it feels like a hundred pages worth of shit, you know, Mm. can still go down. Definitely. Um, so so we'll see but at any rate um yeah I'm, I'm fine with that being resolved uh we'll see but yeah I think it's resolved i guess I just also find it interesting then that um that the preacher is pretty much like you know hey well aren't you playing God isn't you playing god and then I'm thinking like uh isn't Lito playing god like but yeah it's like oh, oh yeah. no you know but he's the he's the right god right you know it's like you gotta if everyone's going to play God, like pick the right God, right? You know? So yeah, I think that's essentially. Sort of and, where he's at.
1: And I mean, is there a difference between playing God and being God? <laughs> you know, like...
0: <laughs> that's a good point. I
1: mean, Leto does have godlike powers. Um, yes. So I don't know let's, if there's a difference in, in the preacher's mind, but... uh,
0: Well, let's talk about that quickly because there's a also an interesting part of... It's not the flashback, it's the presence... Or no, no, it is part of the flashback, but it reflects on um what's happening in the present day when, when Gurney's watching everyone work. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But Leto returns to Shulok to face the cast-out Fremen. Yes. And um, when the superstitious Fremen see this worm child, like, <laughs> uh make all these demands they attack him yes and leto just straight up decapitates one of them he
1: fucking oh my yeah he without hesitation he he gets very very violent
0: just effortlessly fucking anime style swipes his hand and their head just fucking flies off yeah Um, yeah and yeah he's like listen i am shy halud you know fucking taking flesh as a mortal man you know yeah oh Um, my god and so he's not like a kind benevolent god no like he's like fucking old testament god like yeah yeah he will down he will smite them yes precisely um and so he he tasks them commands them to create this place for him. He he says something like, you know, one day I will live here or yes. this will be yep. my yep. I don't know, a lair or something. It's you yeah. know.
1: <laughs> and and also what what interesting. what I, I wanted to bring up uh, um, about that scene too is 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 them all realizing that they are seeing Moi Dib back from the dead.
0: Yes. Yeah. That, that as
1: well. That was very interesting and uh you know, essentially the preacher tells them you know, I'm not Ma Dib anymore, whatever, blah blah blah. And then Lido was like, If any of you of you motherfuckers <laughs> say that you saw Mua Dib, I will come back and I will murder you. Yes. I uh, will murder everybody here if any yep. of you mentioned that you saw Mwadib or me yeah. here. Yeah. Um so that's how they left that. Uh yep. But just kind of seeing the Fremen in awe and swarm around Mua Dib, uh was crazy crazy yeah him you know their their old god with their new god uh right right it's, right it, yeah so i so just just uh a, a, a wild chapter thinking from a fremen perspective uh
0: how incredible that would be um yeah no absolutely right you're at a diner and it's like wait i think jesus christ is like sitting over there yeah <laughs> yeah
1: i know i know
0: uh so no i mean it was um I, I do like the way that that got resolved though, with uh, Leto just exercising his his power again. You know, I yeah. I don't like it in the sense that it's like, oh, that's the right decision. But I mean, like, if Leto is going to to fill this role of the the wrathful god, you, you know, even if he believes it's in service to a kinder future, you know, but he, but he's um really is shows him making these terrible decisions. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I he, mean, he does not hesitate to do it
1: more. And it's 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 kind of wild too because we we never ever see Paul being that violent ever, right? You know, I mean, even in the jihad, it's not like he got his his uh, blood in his hands, you know? Right, not so, personally. No, it seems like, yeah. So 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 this is this is a very different um, character we're we're dealing with.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's. I mean, th- that's that was like the whole clash of their ideologies. Yeah. Seemed like, right? You know that that Lito is like, if you're only ever going to try and and ride the wave that does the least harm, in the present moment, you'll ultimately do the most harm. Yeah. In the long run. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so instead, if you make yourself at the active perpetrator of horrible violence, you'll eventually make it better. Yeah, you know? I know. It's and, it's, um,
1: it's um you know. To, to bring it to modern day terms, it is a uh, harm reduction versus accelerationism.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, uh you know, <laughs> Lito's pretty clear about where he, he finds himself yeah. there. Yeah, so. he is. Um, yeah. Goddamn. Um, and so that's, you know, that that's part of, like, what's weird, I think, about seeing um, the preacher just be like, well... Uh okay, you know, we'll do it your way. But but again, right. I mean, I suppose he doesn't have much choice at this point in his life. No, so no he doesn't. Well, that's just the way it is, I suppose. Um Yeah. This is one of those chapters that it, it feels like we could probably talk about a lot more, but I I feel pretty good about what we said. Yeah. Is there same. Yeah. More you'd like to mention or do you want no, to wrap up here?
1: I think I think we're we're good with it. this was a big one. Yeah. Obviously, um it it was nice seeing gurney and paul reunited even if it wasn't as as uh as punch the air moment as as their first uh reunion in 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 the original dune right Um, obviously they're both at very different points of their uh stories right now in lives um yes but, but it was nice to see those two characters together again
0: yeah i agree no i i definitely like to think that um right even if it's not the the heartfelt um joyous meeting that they might have wanted that they they both still appreciate that they were able to see each other, you know, that, yeah. that they have that affection for one another.
1: Absolutely. Um I Certainly I'm, I'm just Gurney waiting <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm I'm uh just you know waiting now for um it would be cool to, to have Stilgar and Paul reunite again at some point. Yeah. See each yeah. other once more. Um it's it's a pity that Duncan and and and, and Paul will not get that, that chance. <laughs> no no,
0: but, uh, you know, in a way they did in Messiah, so they did, it, yeah. it's, it's okay that that's In right, a definitely. big way, in a big way. Um, yeah, and then I, I guess the other, uh, obviously there's some other big relations there too, like, you know, is Paul and Jessica going to meet up? Is I know. Leah and yeah. Paul going to, you know, uh, a lot to, to still see if these characters will, will come together or if they, you know, if they're not given that opportunity, uh, again a, a lot a lot to see about what will happen in, yeah, in the end yeah a here, lot to
1: be but... wrapped up in 27 pages after this indeed this next chapter
0: all right well well let's talk about this last uh, chapter for a section um so oh well i think sorry I, I think the last thing i want to mention is part of the reason for this flashback is gurney seems to be deliberating and I, so it, it it i think um we are meant to, to see that that Gurney is kind of struggling with this reunion too, that he's yeah. happy that he's met Paul, you know, happy that he's back with Leto, but he he sees the drastic changes in these people, in these characters. And um I think he maybe feels like he's in a bit of a position where Stilgar was at the beginning. You know, I, I think he's actually kind of grappling with if he needs to take action on his own to stop these god Atreides, you know? Um, Definitely. And so that that's really what he's struggling with, right? That's really the reason for this flashback, is that Gurney doesn't want to be the one to do these things, but he's wondering if it's necessary for him to, to stop these gods.
1: Yeah, and also, uh, I, I think the final, uh, like, you know, the last page after the flashback is kind of over and... He's back on Shoelock. He he recalls, you know, um, Leto saying, "Faridin will be here on Arrakis very soon," and then that's the real test, Gurney. Yes, and so, right. right. so 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 Gurney is kind of curious what that means. What? Yeah. What is
0: this 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 big test? Yep. Right. And Leto's not in Shulock, and Paul won't answer. That's yep. what We get. Yeah.
1: All right. So I mean, it does seem like we're a bit we're. We are building towards the, this this showdown between them and and Faridin and I guess yeah. Ganimah. Yeah. And it seems like fucking if Lido and Ganimah and, and the the preacher Paul come together to kill Feridun and Aaliyah, yeah. they all they all want Feridun dead. Like, yeah. It seems like <laughs> it, it seems like that's going to be a bloodbath. That's going to be an easy,
0: easy, yeah. a very
1: very easy thing to uh, to do. But then what comes after that? I
0: guess. Right. Well, I mean, that's assuming that they do want Ferretan dead. We know Ganima wants Ferretan dead, but whatever test involves Ferretan—I mean, I don't think they outright say that. Um, no, they
1: don't. That's 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 not clear. Um, they they could very well have another uh, right. purpose for Ferretan.
0: So maybe there is going to be a conflict there still. That's maybe true. not. Doesn't doesn't really. I don't think it bodes well for Ferretan one way or the other. No, but,
1: no, no.
0: Yeah. Okay. In our, our last chapter, we get a short one here, um, it's Buer Agarv's. uh, he's, he's meeting with, uh, Stilgar and the rest, and Aaliyah is worried that, um, that Stilgar is going to accept Aaliyah's terms, you know, that, uh, is like, hey, we know you're on the run. This and that. Here's the deal. Uh we won't kill you. You're welcomed back. You get to be the naive at Syach Tabir. Everything's for-
1: everything's forgiven. That's the yeah, deal.
0: But you have to give us Ganima.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um Ganima is is worried that he'll accept that deal. And um Stilgar does not. Of course he does. not Of course he doesn't. He yeah, he stands his ground, um, says looks Howie Mandel right in the fucking eyes, and he says, <laughs> no deal. Um, mm-hmm. And so Ganema feels this moment of relief, and it is short-lived, because she is knocked out uh, by an unknown assailant and taken away, presumably, probably, to Aaliyah anyways, yeah. Yeah. but the chapter does not say. the The chapter ends with her simply being knocked out um, and, and losing consciousness. So, uh, but it obviously does not seem good. So no, it does not. It does not, that's seem what good we get there at all. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm more worried for Silgar than for Ganima. Yeah. I mean, Ganema is, is, is being taken back to where she was, you know? Um, I mean, Aliyah just wants to use Gneema for her for her plan. Uh you know, for for her ends. And obviously, uh Beware <laughs> I
0: don't know why you can't just say what I'm saying. Um, I mean But alright He
1: has been sent to kill Stilgar. Which it seems like he doesn't wanna do in this passage. but I mean Cause he was promised to be the uh, you know the nabe of uh, like pretty much take stillgar's role. Yes. If, yep. If, if if he if he killed Silgar, um, so that's to be seen if that happens or not. But um, uh, I I uh, stillgar would have to be an idiot to to think okay everything's gonna go back to normal now. Like, I'll. I'll I'll just be, you know, where I was doing what I was doing, um, right. Which I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's he is naive enough to, uh, to believe in that. Um, but how it plays out, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want Silver to die, but I think he might. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It really feels like everyone is on the chopping block except for Leto,
1: If yeah. you ask me. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean I see no reason why I mean like if like I I haven't considered this so much but I mean like the preacher is now a huge question mark because we've already gone through Paul's death once in a yes, way right you yes, know so it's yeah. like ending this book do we still have Paul as, as in some form as the preacher or otherwise um, continue on into the Dune universe. You know, I mean, is he still a part of God Emperor? Like, yeah. I did not think so.
1: No, I, um, I would never have guessed. But now that seems like a possibility.
0: Yeah, a strong possibility. Yeah, I, you know, it's like what the fuck. Um, yeah, and I mean, Alita, and, Gurney, I know, and uh, Stilgar. If, yeah, since
1: this is the end of the trilogy, the loose trilogy defined yes. by Frank Herbert, Dune dune messiah children of dune is there some kind of time jump between god emperor and children of dune i know in the future there is a uh apparently there is a massive time jump i don't think that right. happens between these two books but is there uh, do we pick up one where we left off or do we or is i mean i don't know yeah cause...
0: i mean so far there's been a like a Twelve-ish year time jump between each book, right? Yeah, Messiah takes place like twelve years after Dune, and then Children of Dune takes place like ten, something like it. There's similar time skips between the three books, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah, yeah. Actually, I think it's I think it's nine years actually, or no, eleven years and the nine years. I think. Yeah. Um. So. And I mean. For the preacher, because because Gurney even remarks that you know he, Paul is obviously younger than Gurney, but he looks much older, uh, based on just kind of the 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 life he's been leading for the last decade. Right. So he could just he, he could just die in the next ten years because he's <laughs> he, he's not healthy and has <laughs> just yeah. lit, like burnt up all of his his life force. Yes.
0: Or I mean, if um if some of the other characters end up dying or leaving the story in some fashion who are related to paul he might become so weathered that he really is able to fade into a kind of anonymity yeah yeah Um, that's that's true you know if if gurney is killed if still you know who knows but um you know leto is not going to be saying anything no so you know he he really might get what he wants in the end too in terms of uh having a, a more detached life from the the goings on of the universe if he's true able to be given that fate i guess
1: yeah i mean that TBD. no no that would be a kindness if if leto kind of rewarded him with a uh, just a just set him up in a cave somewhere and, <laughs> right. And, and he can live out his life in uh <clears throat> in in some sort of peace yeah we'll see i don't know um any predictions for... Because, because yeah, this is it. This is it. This, know. this, this section now is going to be the last... Our, our yes, last it, section it, of Children of Dune.
0: It truly is. Thank you for bearing with me. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, God damn. It, it felt like I had like stronger predictions last time than I do now. Yeah. I, I feel less... Sure. I guess what I'd say is, with with Ganimma, at the very least being knocked out and kidnapped, um, I believe she's being brought to Aaliyah. Yeah. And my guess at the person who has kidnapped her, I think, because it, it describes him as like very strong, kind of like an imposing, large man. Yes. Um. I think it's Tyeknik.
1: Oh, um, okay.
0: I think that Theridan has already landed and um, that it, it could be the Carinos who have mm. captured Ganima and would be bringing her then to Aaliyah, um on her orders, you know. Um, because we know that, you know, we're the way Herbert writes, there's no reason I should expect like, this is the chapter where we see them landing, you know? Oh, like, no, yeah, yeah. It's, just, yeah, it's already happened. It's already you know? happened. No. So, that's,
1: that's that's very true, yeah.
0: So, that's my guess for how they're being okay. um, brought into the endgame here. Um, but, I mean, for the rest, um, I don't know, I felt more sure of Stilgar's death before, which I, I talked about, but I feel like with Ganima leaving his his care, like I I felt like the reason for his character death would be you know he's protecting Ganima you know mm-hmm. and that in order for Ganima to be captured you know Stilgar would be would be killed you know yeah, he dies yeah. in in service to her, um, but if that's being taken away as a, a possibility at least for now, um, it makes me feel more like I think Stilgar actually might be okay. I think he might be one of the survivors. Um, Gurney, I-, I feel really strongly about dying in this book. Um, I don't think that he is going to make it, unfortunately. Uh, just just because of his... Just because of the role that he fills as, um, you know, previous teacher and friend to the Atreides, you know, it's like uh, how it died in the first book um, Duncan, in a way is, <laughs> Dies and is reborn And then, you know, dies again And I, I think that this is the book Where where we'll lose all of the, the previous mentors to, yeah. to the Atreides Yeah, maybe um, so I mean,
1: it's tough Because I think at the end of the day He's going to do What he feels like is going to not necessarily honor Jessica or mm-hmm. Paul or Leto, but honor Duke Leto. Yes. Originally though, and kind of do whatever he maybe believes, uh, he would have, he would have wanted him to do to yep. kind of die in service of that, uh, that promise.
0: I think so too.
1: Which, which is essentially what, um uh, Duncan did, you know, Hmm.
0: Yep, um, and then yeah, the the big question mark is what's going on with Lido? What's going on with Ganima? What's going on with the preacher? I mean, the and yes. and of course, and Aaliyah, yes. you know. Yes,
1: and and I I think one of the you know we we mentioned that the big question too is that does the preacher have something in his back pocket? Does yeah. or is he just kind of going along for the ride now? That is yet to yeah. be seen. We don't we don't truly know
0: that. Uh, we don't. I, just to reiterate, I feel like it's this like, the sixth time I've said it now, but I, I I do think that, um, that he's decided to, um, you know, act in service of Leto. I, I think I'd be pleasantly surprised if, uh, he really does still have his own remaining uh, plan, you know, I don't think, I don't know, I, I... it's um yeah, it's I, tough to
1: say. I think you're probably right on that one. Um, the only wild card is just knowing that he does still have some sort of prescience. Yeah, it's not all gone. There could be something mm-hmm. there. Um, that he is withholding from Lido, but yep, I I can't see that being very likely or making any sort of drastic difference.
0: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we will see. Uh, I know you've read one more chapter than me, so obviously like try and avoid a a prediction that would entail what you've read that I haven't yeah like, is there anything that you'd want to mention yourself thoughts no I mean I, I i
1: I pretty much share i I still share everything that that you know you said all the who who will die um. How how will they die? How will Lido? How will Lido? Because it's inevitable that Lido is going to come out on top, right?
0: Yeah, that just, it, we it just seems know that way.
1: It seems that it's inevitable. Um, I think it just... we makes, don't know
0: what'll have to sacrifice. Exactly, uh, you know, what yeah. does coming out on top mean? Yeah you
1: know? the, the the big question mark is the how how he gets there. Yeah. Uh, what what yeah? How like the golden path? You know. Right. I mean, I how I disastrous think I, for everyone else is this golden path? And that's going to be yes. something that's going to be, uh, probably pretty hard to read.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, um, Leto, uh, seems pretty comfortable with, uh, playing with the yet to be lives of, um, the universe. Yeah. But, um, I could see him struggling with, uh, you know, decisions that have to do with, um, you know, letting go of Ganima, whether that be, yeah, absolutely. You know, not necessarily killing her, but, I don't know, letting her die. Yeah, or, doing uh,
1: something that will lead to her death. Yeah. Not stopping it.
0: I feel like... Um, and I, I think I mentioned this before, too, but I I think what could happen is that um, instead of Ganima dying, it's just that uh, Leto never speaks the words to give her back her memory, and that Leto would have changed enough at this point um, as to be unrecognizable to Mikiganima. Yeah, yeah, you know, that yeah. that they both continue on into the the series, um, you know, but but never reunite as siblings. That uh that Leto has to carry that burden, that decision yeah. of uh of keeping her in the dark because yeah. of the larger plan.
1: And I think that might even be a kindness to her as yes. well um yeah so, so that that is a very strong
0: possibility yep um and right and Aaliyah, i don't think is being saved i mean jessica is hoping hopefully coming back into the fold here at the end um in some way to to try and carry out this plan or to to, to try and do something but um if there's one thing i feel strongly about it's that i, I think that Aaliyah will will also be meeting her end yeah uh,
1: I think Here. that's that's the likely um, outcome. I think if somehow she does make it through this book, mm-hmm. she will be in the you know in in the future. I think she'll be irredeemably bad, just kind of a just kind <laughs> of a a, a a villainous character on the outskirts of you know on, on the periphery of the story going forward. Right. I I I don't think there's there's a way that she is redeemed and continues uh, into the next book. Um, yeah. So we will, yeah, that's, that's all on the table. Damn.
0: Well, all right, man. Um. Wow. I kind of can't believe where we're, uh, we're going to be at the end here. I know. Uh, the this real is end. insane. <laughs> yeah.
1: The real end. This is, this is insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then, uh, um,
1: I know we talked about it before, but after we finish this book, I think we we will we'll take a little a bit of a break. Um, yeah. Before God Emperor, I want to watch the Dune miniseries from the Sci-Fi Channel. There's a yeah. Dune miniseries and a Children of Dune miniseries. I think there are six episodes each. Oh, okay. Um, Children of Dune covers Messiah and Children of Dune. I think. So I, I, w- I think it would be fun to do that, and then um, I don't know, maybe maybe can get either your brother on or uh yeah. you know if 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 tony wants to watch a bit with you she can come on alex can if she want. i'm i'm gonna force alex to watch uh the the doom miniseries with me <laughs> uh so maybe she'll want to come on and talk about how dumb she thinks it is
0: yeah yeah no That'd i um the end of this book could be a good opportunity for us to um expand the scope of our our cast yeah and our uh, yeah, absolutely what what the podcast can be a bit open it up a bit so i i think that'd be fun too um yeah one way or the other we'll at least take a small reading break at our yes. halfway point yes and we'll uh, figure th- ha- we'll, we'll go from figure there Figure out
1: how that looks but uh it won't be too long just maybe a, a, a yeah week or a two right? weeks at best yeah but yeah uh, yeah all right cool well uh connor good luck with uh with what comes next
0: um god damn that makes me really scared about the next chapter already <laughs>
1: Uh, okay. Um, okay so yeah let's uh let's do this thing
0: fuck yeah all right uh plug away baby we'll end. all right
1: if you uh, have any questions comments concerns uh dune at gmail.com is our email address uh, as always it's 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 filled it's filled to the gill but uh you know i i, I will respond to your emails um as soon as i can uh, i'm just chopping away one by one you know it's, it's gonna take some time uh You can follow us on twitter at corrupt tv and on instagram at corrupt tv and uh rate review like subscribe uh donate all that good stuff um on itunes or uh, whatever other podcast uh platform you use and until next time
0: i am praying for gurney
1: Ooh, pray for gurney